Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hello there. Hi. Oh, what was that? That, that was, was weird. Oh, that was like, is that a TikTok sound or something? Sorry, mm, I don't know. It's your resident TikToker here. This is a bit strange, line. wasn't it? Me. I won't do that again. Who's doing all, no jokes? I'm not a resident TikToker. You're doing good, mate. Like I don't need to talk about this a again. lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's plug the TikTok oh, again. Uh, we were talking about this morning. So there's this, and it's very relevant to the podcast. So there is a TikTok from iCarly. Yes, iCarly's. Yeah, and well, yes. Where's she from? No, that's she's, not her yeah. Name. I was actually is saying she was actually also no. That was the show. Oh, okay. And she was actually on School of Rock as well. That's where yes. she originally came from. What's her name? I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, there's a sound on TikTok, and it's her saying um, that actually I do curse a little. Hmm. Sometimes I say. And she uses the word. The F word. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Um, but the funniest part about it is it's a sound that people are doing and then there's like this – they say the swear word and then there's all this laughing and everything like that. And obviously the funny part about it is her innocence in even saying the word out loud. But the funniest part was when Lori – Lori? Lorsy <laughs> Laura did it. I was so excited to see that you did it and then it was like – you just cut out the, the so swear word. So this audio, I honestly feel like in the podcast studio, especially when guests yeah. come in, every podcast is like, am I allowed to swear in this podcast? Or and if you swear, they're like, oh my God. Oh, you were right. Yeah. So it was like the audio was for me. But then yeah. I was like, I just did that Kim Kardashian audio, which had the F word in it. And then I don't know what overcame me, but I was like, I you did were okay it. With and doing then I it, yeah. cut it. So I, then I just killed it and it, it was a fail. I mean, it, yeah, it, it makes sense, but it. I just thought it was like even funnier because like I there's just, like that extra <laughs> part of innocence of you that couldn't I even share it. Anyway, anyway, uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling good. Um, today's a bittersweet day. We've got um, someone leaving our team, Kate. Oh, Kate. Yeah, Kate's last day with us. So it is a bittersweet moment. We're very excited for her, but um, yeah. She's she's been day. amazing on the team, so we will miss her. But it's it's a good day. Had some good news um, for some family stuff that's been going on, and I just yeah, feel I feel good today. Good. How and are you? Me too. I'm very sad about Kate leaving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Anyway, we <laughs> it's always moving on. Think with our with our team, we feel like like a family, family. and yeah. um, I think it's always sad you know just spend, you spent so much time with someone and then you can't but you know that is a part of life and that's okay yep. um, and Kate is moving on to a very exciting job so yeah I've really dwelled on this haven't I I'm just sad <laughs> anyway continue I'm actually drinking an English breakfast tea which I I don't know if you've noticed this week random we've had fact. like two of them I feel like you, have. you always I love English breakfast but yeah. I'm really enjoying it so if anyone has forgotten how good it is. Oh my God, is that your special share to try an English breakfast tea? My special share is actually worse than that. Oh. You know what it is. Do I? Yeah, because... Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Don't waste your special share on this. That's not very nice. You know what's actually funny about this? Kate. Yes. The one we were just talking about (laughs) is obsessed with it as well. Okay, well, yeah. Well, Kate's awesome, so (laughs) now I'm awesome. Anyway, so... My special share – okay, this is not so much – sometimes my special Don't feel judged. I mean, not, I am judging you, but don't no, feel judged. Fine. I do, already did on the plane by you. <laughs> so it's fine. I'm also like your judgment is not going to affect myself. So <laughs> thank you. Good. It's That's all, good. all I want to do. On my reality TV mm-hmm. choices. But so on – this special share is – I have to say, it's not a recommendation. It's just something that I want to talk about with you. That's no, but you liked it. Spe- so you recommend it. I, I have to say, after episode seven – 
I did not enjoy. So I did wasn't finish there only it, one more it, episode? Oh, maybe after episode six. The last oh. two episodes I found were Average. just like too much. Okay. Anyway, so the show is Byron Bay's. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, let's get on. It is on Netflix. It is – I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. It's been in the top ten. If, yeah. I mean, you've only, if you're on if you watch Netflix a lot, it's a reality show like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I suppose, but with a much. I, I'd assume it's a less production budget. I don't know either of their production. It budgets, reminds me more rather than Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It reminds me more of like Housewives of Beverly Hills because it's that kind of tries to follow each of their lives, but there's like all these events where they're all together and then they bitch about each other okay. and then which I it's pretty much the same that. thing. So yeah. it's like that. Yeah, except. The thing is, when this came out, this mm. show, or when they were talking about it, it got some bad press about eight months ago or something. Yes. And especially because it's set in Byron Bay and so there's – I don't know how many. I'm going to say eight. There's eight of them. We follow their journeys. Half of them didn't even live in Byron Bay before yeah. and they just went up there, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and they joined the friendship group. But the thing is, Byron Bay, I think, is a very cool – place well I know it's a cool place yeah. and I don't think they wanted this type of reality tv show shot in their what do you call it the, town their town. <laughs> their town and so None what I found scenes, interesting yeah. is like you don't ever see Byron. any of the bar and you like the cafes they're not they I don't yeah. know if they weren't allowed but I think a lot of cafes came out and restaurants said we're not going to have this show filming in our shop so yeah. Every single episode, and if you haven't watched it, I'm not. I don't think this is a spoiler because it's really you'll find out in the first yeah. episode what the show is about. But if you don't want to listen to a spoiler, skip forward. I'm going to give myself sixty seconds. Okay. But basically, every episode is an event mm. of one of the people's yeah. things. Yeah, which most most of the time the event is is just the people from the show yeah. <laughs> attending yes. the yeah. event. Yeah, and there's always a drama. Yeah, and there's one drama that just Blew my mind. I, when I told you I was crying. Yeah, you really were. It was There was about two episodes worth of a discussion of if someone's followers were real because yeah. 40% were from Turkey. Yeah. And that was this was two episodes and it was these conversa- like these serious conversations yeah. about like, I need to know. I need to know the yeah. truth. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> so I have to say I did enjoy it. It's one of yeah. those shows. I put it on. I couldn't I, – I was not like this is the best show but it no. was great in the background. I forced F – so – on you the didn't way back force from me. Sydney. No, I, I didn't really did. have I many did. options. I did. I did not. I really cornered you though because <laughs> we got in the plane on the way back from the Sydney kick tour and which was just the most. Oh, so so good. So yeah. great. Uh, and we got – so we got on the plane and then Steph had – I looked at her phone and I said, Steph, your phone is on 5% battery. Yeah. And you said, oh, no. And I said, you also forgot your AirPods. Yeah. And I said, okay, Steph, I'm going to offer you an <laughs> AirPod – and open my ear up, my yeah. other ear to the plane noise, <laughs> in order for you to be entertained for the next hour and a half. We were very, very tired. Gra- no, I was very yeah. grateful. Thank you. I and yeah, but I said, but you are going to watch Byron Bay's, yeah. and you are not allowed to judge any of it because I am. How are you? You were like, okay. <laughs> anyway, you did only watch a little bit, then you're like, I've had enough of this. And I have to say, in the last few episodes, I had them on in the background. Mm. We've had a very big week. Yes, and I actually was. I was working a few nights ago and had it on and I said to Dole, actually, we didn't turn this off. It's too much. It's negative energy yep. and yep. that is my experience with it. The funny thing is with that whole negative energy thing, that is exactly why – so there was a while I got addicted to watching Housewives of Beverly Hills yep. and I got really into it and then it just hit a point where I, w- I felt like I was like getting this like bitchy energy and I was like oh, – I remember that was um, is- October 2020. Oh, my God, you're so funny. <laughs> and I was like, I don't like this. Like it's not like I was 
you know, it was making me into a bitch or anything, but it just, it just made me start like the way I would like talk about the characters and stuff. And I just, I just didn't like the feeling I was getting. And so I had to stop watching it for that same kind of like negative reason. But I think I've worked out laws why our content consumption is so different because I mean, you work incredibly hard. And then you even said the other day, which I already knew about you anyway, you like can't listen to a podcast unless you learn something from it. And you're very similar with books you read as well. Like unless you're on summer holidays and you've got like a full month off, you won't read a book unless you're learning from it. Like you, you read, you read some fantasy books, but not, not many at all. I probably read like one every two years yes, and I feel exactly. guilty. Yes, and you feel guilty. Exactly. I'm like, oh, this time could be better spent. 100%. Yeah, I know, so I bad. think the yeah. like 80% of the content that you would consume on a daily basis is educational. And so for that other 20% of the time in your week, it's like it has to be brain numbing. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. it's just all too much. Whereas for me, I don't listen to that much educational stuff. So I like to really think and be concentrating TV. and like really work something out while I'm watching it. Like the more drama series Encanto. and all that sort of stuff. Okay, not Disney movies. <laughs> that's a bit different. <laughs> I'm joking. But that's where I think. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for that analysis. I <laughs> agree with it. <laughs> uh, and I, to be honest, I don't know if I recommend Byron Bay's or not. I, I did. I heard some rec- of some people, like people, but I'm whoa. I have spoken to some people that have said it sounds really scripted. I couldn't really tell. Obviously, I'm a bit. Gullible. They all are. They all are. Like yeah, reality. But I also TV know that we have been in instances where we've had a camera on us and they've said just act natural and like it's hard. talk. Yeah. And we started talking about like. I don't know, like it was so random, like, so how are you? It was just so weird. And so I I felt, I understand if it needs to be scripted, but it is just fun. Yeah. You can't look away. Good thing to have in the background, but maybe not the last few episodes because you, you can't look away if you're me. But yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Um, okay. Well, my special share is actually one of our new Cardio Pilates uh, well, that's workouts. That's brand yeah. <laughs> I've just spiraled this episode off, but anyway, take us back. It's all right. So, yes, it's one of Christina's new cardio parties, and it was actually one that I filmed with her, and I remember having a mental note when we filmed that I was like, I love this session, Steph, remember this, and do it again. It's called Fired Up. Fired Up. Fired Up, yeah. And it's a lower body, so it's like booty and legs, and um, you really do actually feel the burn, so it's very – That's a great name for it. Um, But the one thing that I will say I realised – I mean, sorry. The one thing I think is why it's such a favourite of mine is every move you do, you only do once. So it's a really great flow. Yes, you would like it because there's some really challenging and really cool kind of combination moves in there and you really do get your heart rate up as well as like feel the burn. But you only have to get through – I Everything love that. once. I find with Pilates, you sometimes like dying it's like, oh no, like, oh, I have to do this, this again. Just, yeah. yeah, so highly good recommend. One. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. thank you. No, you're welcome. That's actually that's a good one because yeah. you are recommending that. Yes, I'm not like whatever the heck mine was. No, <laughs> not sure. <laughs> Speaking of recommendations and actually yes. following through, I've been watching Inventing Anna and I'm really liking it. So thank you for recommending that. So I I do feel like that wasn't niche for me. I think you probably also <laughs> got recommended from somewhere else. I think you can only thank me for something like that when it's like I discovered it and I was like – No, no but like I saw it, it pop up and, and I didn't did. really think much of it. But then okay. when you told me it was like based on a true story okay. and then I realised what it was based on, I then became interested. So okay. I can thank you for that. Thank you. And do you do, you do the accent? 
No, I'm not even gonna try. I really I need I was, to get idea. to ADF. <laughs> well, you're actually that's not bad. <laughs> they didn't even say it right. Usually Dal- Dalton tries to do it and it's like Oh, I can imagine. Just, it's in a heart no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, okay, so Kick updates. We've got some quick kick updates. So Brisbane Kick Tour tickets. We're going to Brisbane yes. on Saturday. Yes. Oh, we're going on Friday, actually. But yeah. the Kick Tour is on Saturday. We are very excited. It's the last stop. Yeah, very limited tickets available. Yes, mm. oh, very limited tickets available. Yes, we only have one session for Brisbane. So there there actually is very limited, limited tickets available. So <laughs> if you would like to come, we would love to see you yes. there. We've had the best time. Oh, it's just been, been so amazing. So we're very excited for the last stop. And we have got a drop coming soon. Yeah, so next Monday we have a new workout type to be dropping into the app and that is low impact with Brooke. And we are so excited about this. We know that a lot of you guys have been asking for this kind of content in the Kick app, so we're really excited to provide it with you and they are such great sessions. And particularly for me right now, I'm like coming out of a bit of a knee injury. Yes. I will be... I'm, I'm so excited that this is what's going into the app because I don't know what I would have done if we had like because we just finished you know recently um Danny's uh challenge with all these like intense hit workouts and everything and they were so fun but I haven't been able to do them because I'm obviously working yes. through an injury so this is nice because I can do this one exciting <laughs> very exciting and they're coming on the 28th of March yes which is Monday which is so keep an eye out on the kick app <laughs> yes yeah. it's coming up so for today's episode, DNM deep dive. DNM deep dive. Thank you for sending in all your DNMs. And a DNM is, I had a few because I feel like it's like G R W M. Get ready with me. Get ready. I, I know that now. <laughs> oh my God, if only you guys could see how proud she looks. <laughs> but what I didn't know was, well, I didn't know that. And so when we posted on our social media to say, Send us some DMs. Mm. Some people were saying to me, "What is that?" And I said, "Oh my god, why? Well, I should have It's a deep and meaningful. Yeah, but could have been like me with GRWM. Oh. So deep and meaningful. It's just basically any question, and we will get deep and meaningful with the answer. <laughs> but you, I mean, you can't say them now because we're recording the episode. Oh, but, but I mean, do- we're actually going to bring it back. <laughs> so we do, do it every episode. But sorry for this episode, submissions are closed. <laughs> it is something that we are bringing back, though. Um, I don't know where it went, but we had kind of lost that segment for a while. But it is coming back. So outside of this episode, which is all about DMs. We will be answering a DNM at the start of every podcast from now. So you still can send them in mostly. for the future. Not every. Okay. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. D- depending. Depending on the ep- – like sometimes if our episode – A if super long. And it goes for an hour and a half. Yeah. We, are, if we don't – no one needs to hear from us. No. You know, we, we're self-aware. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay, Stevie, first oh, one. The email is podcast at keeperclaner.com.au, by the way, if you ever have anything you want to send in. Which is a deep and meaningful. Yes. Don't just send anything in. I don't want any um, – <laughs> Or suggestions for the podcast. It's a podcast email. What do you want? No, I just like inappropriate images from Why? That's where my head went. Do you really think old men are like listening (laughs) to this podcast? Well, you said, please send anything into my email. Because I said it like that, did I? Oh my gosh. No DPs. Let's move on, shall we, (laughs) to the first question we have. Okay. Hey guys, I often listen to your podcast while pondering life events and driving and I feel like you may be the perfect people to give me advice. Well, I hope so. You know what's funny? What? So you can always tell when you've pasted them versus Because I keep that stuff I in. I read it and I'm really grateful, but then I don't. I, I didn't do it for every one of them. I didn't do it for every one of them. But, but that one I felt like that is, thank you, you know. Thank you very much. She says, 
I'm 31, single, living at home and overweight. I feel like I'm failing at all areas of life. I would love to have a partner and have a baby soon, but I also don't want to just settle for anyone. I want to find someone that I truly love. I'm worried I'm running out of time though, running out of options and falling behind with my friends who are married or engaged homeowners with babies on the way. I would love to know what you guys suggest for someone who feels like they're falling behind slash not where they plan to be in life and feeling like a bit of a failure. I'm terrified it's too late for me and I'll end up alone or miss out on my dream of having a baby. Help, please. This is such a good question and I feel like especially for women in our late 20s, early 30s, it's something that a lot of us are thinking about. And I also – so first of all, I have some some thoughts. Yes. First yes. of all, um, the, the mention of your weight, I think – if you acknowledge that you're not living your healthiest life, that's mm-hmm. absolutely okay. But I think our, our weight is not the measurement of... It does not make you a failure. Exactly yeah. right. If we're living a healthy life. And yeah. exactly right. It's nothing to do with where you are at in your life. So I think don't let that define your worth or what you're worthy of in a relationship or anything like that. You know, if you want to make healthy changes and measure your, your health on like how you feel and the energy you have that's, and how strong you are, that's amazing. So I definitely say kind of shift that focus if you can um and then as well I think the thing that makes me so sad with this question is running out of time Mm. I think it's we we were even Steph and I were were chatting about it um last week about there's just this pressure on women that like from 25 almost or even younger sometimes if we don't have a serious life partner that like yeah it's we should worry about it and I think it's absolutely not the case because we, we do I know I know it's there we do have a biological clock but I think we do have a, a little bit more time than we give ourselves credit for mm. and we definitely don't want to end up with the with a partner that we just choose because we're running out of time and then not be happy for the rest of our lives oh 100 percent. and that I think that's the biggest point is like I know people as young as you know 22 23 who already are stressing about you know their future person as in they might already be dating someone but it's like are they the right person and the hard thing about that is exactly right law it's like yes sure there's the risk that you know you'll date a lot of frogs <laughs> but like if you're already dating a frog like don't just kind of like settle mm. for that forever you absolutely deserve to be treated right and um, I think also something that I mean we're very fortunate in that the people that we are with are incredibly supportive and also support us to be really strong individuals, you know, independent, independent women, as, as Josh always says. Very lucky in that. And I think if I didn't have him, I feel like I would have really, really missed that single life. Like I feel like I would have wanted that time where I was alone to kind of figure out who I was. If it wasn't for Josh giving me so much space to do that in our relationship, I really would have looked back and regretted not having a break or like having a big period of time where I wasn't with someone and I could just figure out exactly where I wanted to be in life and what I wanted to do and I think that time is actually so valuable and because we you might be you know surrounded by a whole bunch of friends who have found their person you could feel like you're missing out but you know who knows also with their own relationships the stuff that's going on or whatever but I'm sure there's you also find that a lot of friends of yours may also be with someone who, yeah, they might be the person that, that they're going to spend the rest of their lives with, but they might have settled and they might be looking at you being like, you, girl, just get out there and do your thing, figure out who you want to be, who you want to be with because, like, it's it's a really great time and it's a really important time, I think, between 
you know, 20 to 40 really um, where you can fully learn and grow and have new experiences and you have so much freedom when you are your only priority. You know, you don't have to prioritise someone else in what you're going to be cooking that night for dinner or where you're going to go on the weekend or anything like that. So I think try not to look at the situation of being single as such a bad thing about not finding your person right now is such a bad thing because you could really, really figure out who you are before finding that person. And then, yeah, as Laura said, you also don't want to settle and find that later in life you kind of regretted not taking your time in that space. A hundred percent. And you're not, I think this is, I I go on about this a lot on social media too, because it makes me really Mm. sad that we feel that a successful life is Finishing school. The stereotypical Going into journey. uni or a job. Yeah. Finding a partner. Getting married. Mm. Having a child. That is what society has put on us. That is not what our story needs to be. No. That does not – that is not – I know a lot of people, a lot of people that have followed that exact path of what I think in, in this person saying that, you know, you feel like a failure. Mm. They've probably followed what you would see as or define yourself as successful, a successful life. They are so unhappy. Mm-hmm. So unhappy. Yeah. And so these things in our life, following these exact root things that we feel like we need to follow, that is not that is not the answer of if our life is successful or if it is a failure. You're absolutely not failing. Absolutely not. And I think one thing that is really important is to remember that, especially with something like finding a partner, it is out of our control. It's so out of our control, Unless yeah. we don't live in a world where, you know, you get to 30 and you, like, you, mm. you know, unless in some cultures there are arranged marriages, but mm-hmm. if that's not in your culture, mm. you're not arranged to marry someone at any time. So you, it, it's uncontrollable. Put, I definitely put yourself out there. I think if, if you're, um, you know, feeling like letting this failure, what you think is a failure, which absolutely is not, you know, keep you staying home and not putting yourself out there, then that's something you can control. Put yep. yourself out there. But you cannot control when you're going to meet someone that you or might if the relationship's going to work out or exactly not. Exactly right. And so I think I would really try, as, as I know it's hard, but to control the controllables – what will be, will be, and you are absolutely not a failure. I think just get that out of your head. It's not – you don't need to follow a certain path in life. 100%. And just to touch on this last sentence as well, you know, end up alone or miss out on my dream of having a baby. I have a very close friend whose sister uh, left her partner and is so much happier single and she's just gone through – this is her second kid now that she's expecting through IVF and she's 100% happy being a – single mum. So there, as Laura said, there's many ways to do things. She knew she wanted to be a mum. She wanted to have a baby and she wasn't going to let the fact that she hadn't met, you know, her someone, um, stop her from taking up an opportunity and, and being that. So there's so many options as well. Okay. Next one. We have got, I recently broke up with my boyfriend after being together for almost four years. He is four years older than me. I'm 22 and he's 26. Toward the end of the relationship, I felt as though I wasn't happy and neither of us were really fully invested anymore. And never being with anyone else made me feel the need to experience life. I started seeing someone new, three years younger than me, and I'm now questioning if it's the right thing. I can only really see a future with my ex-boyfriend and I miss how easily we got along. How do you know if it's ever right to go back to your ex or what advice do you have on trying something new, experiencing life whilst single when you sort of skipped that stage and became so dependent on someone else so young? What a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I feel like so many people 
will have faced. 100%. But I mean, like, as I kind of touched on earlier, I'm super fortunate that the next person that I jumped into, because I really didn't have much time being single, but the next person I jumped into a relationship with being Josh ended up working out and, as I said, could still give me the space to grow and to travel overseas by myself and do all that sort of stuff that I probably would have done if I was single. On that, yeah. when you're with Josh, did yeah. you ever think back to – and this is in no way whatsoever yeah. that you regretted being with Josh, but did no. you ever think back and miss the routine or the of my person ex? of your ex? 100%. Even though they cheated on you and 100%. you were happy with Josh. Yeah, 100%. And I think that is so normal, especially when you're in some – like if you're in a relationship for so long, that person is a part of your life. They are more than just your partner. They are like your best friend. You eat together. You go out together sometimes you live together it's it's a really big habit to break and when something doesn't I mean okay as my example yes something terrible happened and I was cheated on for like over a year so even though I had that factor and I hated him for that I still missed him and I missed the good things and I could still picture how like all those good times that we had and so absolutely, it's it's even harder for the relationships where you kind of just grow apart and you realise that like maybe you're not right for each other and now that you're older or whatever the direction you're going, absolutely it would be harder to like mm. not look and think like, oh, maybe like it would me. still work out. 100%. You, you, I mean, you still like think so your ex was like such a lovely person and as you said, it just fell, you fell out of love and there was nothing wrong mm. with him or even your relationship really but that's where it's really hard and I think it's so normal for this person sending this question it is so normal that you still think about your ex or that you imagine life with your ex um, and maybe miss how easy things happen because relationships after that like you are going to be able to point out differences no one's the same you're not going to be treated the exact same in every relationship you have so there is always going to be things to compare to um, particularly if that ex relationship was a good one like Agree, a hundred percent agree. And I think with with me, as you touched on, when my partner and I broke up, we had been together for about four years. Mm. The, my partner before Dalton, and as you said, there was not this huge moment of like no. someone did the wrong thing or anything. But I think even I still every now and then I'll be like, oh, I really miss. And even though it's been now, I've, I mean, I've been I'm married. Yeah. I've been with Dalton for over five years. I still every now and then will be like, oh, I really miss this person. Yeah, but yeah. obviously when you break up, you don't always stay stay in touch and it's, you know, that mm. it is it is what it is. And it's one of those – breakups are really hard because it's like you just don't really see mm. each other again or talk again. You go from talking 24-7 and being each other's best friends to like this disconnect. And so it's very normal to miss the person. And I absolutely miss my ex for quite a long time. And I, every now and then I'll be like, walk past something and be like, oh, we used to go there. Like, mm. I wonder how they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. I hope they're well. But I think – for me, on reflection, when, when I look back at where our lives are now, we've both taken the paths, very different paths, mm. and we're both – well, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I feel like we're both quite happy with who we are. And, mm. um, and however, it doesn't mean that – and I can only speak for myself. It doesn't mm. mean that I didn't miss them. But I think one other thing on, on reflection as well is – I, and I think I don't have this in front of me, but I'm quite sure there's psychology around when we remember past relationships, it's much easier to remember unless the something really stuff. bad happened. Yeah. Remember the good stuff. And so we do that naturally because yeah. when we, you forget all the, the, you know, the reasons you broke up and you reflect when you miss someone, you think, oh, all these beautiful memories. But there was a reason that you broke up. So I think it's really important to reflect on that. I think if you just grew apart, but you feel like you're growing back together, that's okay. But what I would really um, think about is why did you break up? Mm. what were the reasons for you have those things 
changed or have they not changed and are you just going back to this person for the comfort that they've been in your life for a long time because I think it's uncomfortable to break that yeah that habit it's almost like they are a habit for you but I would really think about that um because I, I do truly also believe we've probably got we're probably compatible as humans with more than one person absolutely and so it might be that you know you go back and they're the person that you stay with forever that's okay but or if not you might go out and find someone else yeah and, and they might make you really happy. So it's really hard. You never know 100%. There's no way to know. But I really think about why you broke up. Yeah. Are those things going to change? Yeah. And are you just wanting to go back because of the comfort? And also, I mean, speaking of comfort, you know, you mentioned skipping the stage um, and uh, maybe single life and becoming so dependent on someone else. If you've kind of already recognised that, if you're in a relationship that you're not really happy with or couldn't see the long term and you also feel like you've skipped that stage of being single and independent then like make that change and like take that plunge and know that it's it might be scary because it's not something you've done and you haven't been in that position but you know you could grow and learn quite a lot from that um you know no matter how short or long term that ends up being for you so if you're already kind of thinking that you're missing that and it's something that is an absolute option for you right now then like maybe maybe give it a crack do you want to read the next one sure also sending everyone that sends in a question love yes and i hope what we say helps if it doesn't (laughs) sorry (laughs) they're all hard i mean they're all things that are like there's no right or wrong answer which is why we can comment on them if there was a right or wrong answer and it was scientific we we wouldn't be able to answer so anyway okay (laughs) moving on I just wanted to send in a DNM because I wanted your advice on learning to be independent and being homesick. I'm from Melbourne, but I'm currently on exchange in Scotland for the semester for uni. I'm loving it over here and it has been an amazing experience so far meeting new people and living in a completely different part of the world. I guess though I've been struggling at times with being homesick. I'm very close with my family, especially my mum. She's my best friend and I have a boyfriend back at home. And I feel selfish saying that there are some days I get a little down missing them because I know how lucky I am to be over here, especially after the last two years of COVID. I think during lockdowns, because I spent so much time at home with them and I got comfortable, I was so used to being at home and talking to them all the time. It was a big change coming over here with no family. I think as well, being home over COVID, I became more dependent on them and value their opinions a lot. So being over here and making decisions for myself is a bit harder than I expected. I know it's a great thing to step outside my comfort zone and try these amazing adventures, but I guess I just wanted to ask, what are some of your tips to stay present and grateful at times that I might be feeling homesick and also ways to cope with being homesick when overseas? As well, if you had any tips on how to learn to be a little bit more independent and trusting myself to make my own decisions on things. I love it. You're not going to read out the last (laughs) sentence, are you? (laughs) She also said, thank you for your advice in every episode. I'd also (laughs) like to say I've been loving doing my kick workouts whilst I'm over here. It helps me keep in routine and give me those endorphins I need. So that's nice. Thank you. you. First of all, uh, do not feel bad for feeling homesick. That is completely normal, completely natural. I uh, could relate to a lot of this story Um, It made me think back to when I was living in New York alone and I, at the time, was still living at home with my parents. So moving over there and spending time by myself was really different because I was super dependent on my mum and dad. And it was 
like I definitely struggled with homesickness and I just, yeah, I, I, my heart goes out to you because it sucks sometimes. But you're so right in that the experience that you're having is super awesome and incredible and, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of experience. But I want you to know that you have permission to feel both grateful and like sad about it in the same, like they can be parallel. I think we often think that we can't feel bad for ourselves because we should be so grateful, but it's, your feelings are completely valid in, in missing your family and, um, you know, wanting comfort from them. It's all so normal. Um, when it comes to being independent and making decisions for yourself, like the scariest part is just starting to do that. So you just kind of need to... <laughs> get the courage to, 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 to try some things because really the biggest thing is no matter what you try or the decisions you make more often than not obviously there's some decisions that are irreversible or whatever but more often than not you can if, if it doesn't go well or if it doesn't go the way that you'd planned you can learn from that and then just do something else um that you you're just back to where you started really but what would you say yeah I think that's great advice and I think what you said about the feelings I think this is something that is Almost new, more new. I, I I don't think we have felt as guilty as we are now. I think we feel guiltier than ever for feeling misfortune or feeling sad about things that we feel we should be grateful mm-hmm. for ever since 2020. I feel like that's been a bit of a change in, in how we process our feelings. And I think it's really important to remember that there is always going to be people in the world that are worse every off. Every time. Yep. Every time in the world that are worse off than us. And there are always going to be people in the world that are better off than us. And our feelings... And our experiences are all relative to our own lives. So you cannot compare. And you, if you try and close off your emotions because you feel guilty for them because you should be grateful, then it means you'll close them off for your entire life. So I think it's – first of all, it is, as Steph said, it's absolutely okay to feel sad. That's okay. Own it. Feel that emotion. It is hard. It's absolutely hard and you're able to acknowledge that. Um, I would say as well, I think – so when I have been on, I was a lot younger when I was on exchange. I was probably more dependent on my boyfriend and my family at the time. But I would say what I helped, what helped me is, I know I always say this, say this but control the controllables. You can't, obviously they're not going to be able to fly over to you. You're not going to be able to fly back to them. So you're going to miss them. That's going to be there. And so what I also think sometimes is when we continually have calls with our family and partner, like you might do it when you wake up and when you go to sleep that I think means that you aren't able to fully immerse yourself in the actual experience and then because you see them like you're talking to them all the time you're missing them more I'm glad you brought this up because that was actually something that I as soon as you said that I was like oh my god yes that is something that I had to end up doing so Josh was traveling around at the same time and he was calling me every single day and it was awesome like awesome to know he was thinking about me and like it was really nice to catch up when we could but there was times when we were in completely different time zones and I might be in the middle of a dinner with a friend or I might be on a shoot with a client and it was just not that that happened much um and it just I I had to ignore the call and I felt so guilty for it at the time but I ended up having a conversation with him being like I don't think I can talk to you every single day because kind of it was really hard when I was having dinner with these new friends that I was trying to you know get into this groove over there it was really hard to be present and then also I knew that every time I had a phone call with him I was likely to end it with tears because I missed him so much so it is that out of sight out of mind like he was never out of my mind I always missed him but like it is that that almost trigger 
to like really, really miss them. So whilst you absolutely want to stay in contact and it's so awesome these days that there's so many different ways you can do that. Like think back to, you know, studying abroad or working abroad back in the day when you had to write letters and not hear from yeah. someone for over a month. When I was on exchange, there was this one home phone. Yeah. that you couldn't call international for free. Yeah. And I'd have to ask permission to use it. That exactly. was also a barrier for me because I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> But at least with that, it's like you're still catching up, but it's not as frequent as you said because it is a it's a hard reminder. When you make decisions, you feel empowered. Mm. They're hard to do it. It's I'm can be quite indecisive. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. Make a few. Trust yourself. The it's okay to make decisions for yourself, but it's really hard when you're used to always yeah. asking people. Yeah. But feel empowered to do it, and after you do it a few times, just like anything, you'll trust yourself more. That was one. the last thing that just came out of my mind. So Sorry. Gold nugget of advice. Last one. Last one. I have friends who have what I consider to be an unhealthy relationship with food and exercise. They approach food with a diet mindset leading towards under-eating, over-eating and feeling drained and unhappy. They see exercise as a way to change their body shape and they choose workouts on this basis rather than what they enjoy. I'm not talking about eating disorders here. I'm very aware of the very serious and complex nature of eating disorders. I'm talking about prioritising body shape over proper nourishment and enjoyment of food. It makes me sad to see this. I've worked hard on learning to eat intuitively and use movement for relaxation and joy. I want that for my friends too. How would you open up a discussion about moving towards a more balanced and self-compassionate relationship with food and exercise with friends who don't really understand what that looks like and why it's valuable? This is such a great question and it is such a hard one too because I feel like like I can relate to this question. I'm sure you can too, Laws, but it's – and I think what's particularly hard about this is um, when you – if you might have had a bad relationship in the past and you're surrounded with other people who are kind of saying things or doing things that could be quite triggering to you as well. I found that that was something that I struggled with. But I think, first of all, it's really great. I absolutely love where your head is at and where your priorities are at. That's awesome. But the number one thing here is like, unfortunately, we can't control what people's motives are or like where where their values lie and everything like that. I have friends who just still like they absolutely love everything that we do at Kick and they think it's awesome that you know, that's kind of the way that we approach a healthy living lifestyle and promote it to everyone else. But they are still that kind of person who, you know, will have a unhealthy, unbalanced kind of couple of months and then they'll go hard with something strict. And that's just the way that they enjoy living their life and that works for them. And, you know, I can still be friends with them, still hang out with them and be totally fine with that because I know that we're all very different. Um, So I think number one, I suppose you wouldn't want to come across as though it's like you're pushing this onto them. And like, I know that that's not what you'd want to do anyway, but just make sure that you don't do that. Um, And then also just accept if they, if they don't want to take on your way of living, that's okay too. But if it is making you feel uncomfortable, you are so like allowed to say, Hey, like maybe just don't talk about this in front of me. If it's triggering or it's uncomfortable or whatever and it makes you upset, I think you're so welcome to say that to them and just say like, let's just not talk about, if that's what you want to do, cool. But like, I don't, for me, it's not what I want to do. So like, let's just keep that different or like talk about something else. That's totally fine as well. But what do you, what do you think, Laws? Like, Great advice. I agree. I think it's something that it's very personal. It is personal and delicate. with food and exercise is very personal. Yeah. And I know my journey I had to learn the hard way myself. Yeah. 
And I don't know if people tried to push me towards, you know, having a healthier balance. I think when you're in the mindset of control over food and exercise and exercising for the wrong reasons, you, you're you very in the mindset. And yeah. if someone tells you otherwise, you, you're like – it's almost like you're so narrow-minded and yeah. it's the, the only so way true. that you – think is right and you can't see anything else so it's almost I don't know if there would have been any way that someone could have spoken to me or approach that actually would have taken I had to learn for myself and I think it is something we need to and for some people they go their whole life and that's the reason they exercise and like they they're fine you know it is it kind of is what it is and I think it is hard though when you've gone through it and you um have this you know now you have this beautiful relationship and you want to share that that's really nice yeah but I think it's something that's so personal it's almost like if someone has a partner, unless obviously there's a abuse and you, yeah. you need to help them, you don't think the partner's right for them. Hard to put your two cents it's in. It's kind of like that's a very personal decision. Yeah. And so there's sometimes where you just – maybe I, what I would do is maybe if there's things that you do like going – maybe in doing a yoga flow or doing something that's, you know, not – I'm guessing when you say they – do exercise just to change their they choose the workout basis on like super sweaty and like whatever specific body parts or whatever maybe take them to a class that's a bit more balanced and fun Mm. and then maybe they will be like oh I really enjoyed this and they would do do that and share that with them but I think I think I agree I think it is really hard to have that conversation yeah it's probably not I think people need to it's their choice I think 100% I mean unless they ever come to you or they say something that you feel like you can you know, like if they say to you like, oh my God, I feel so terrible. I didn't work. I haven't worked out for three days. Like that is a perfect opportunity for you to be like, yes. that's okay. Who cares? And like, just say something quickly I agree. and, and just see how you go. moment, if they're asking you, I think you have to wait for them to 100%. ask Because maybe they don't need it and they'll yeah. be fine, as we said. But if they are in that moment of saying, I'm, you know, oh, I just, I've, you know, I'm feeling guilty. I dieted all week and mm. now on the weekend I've, which is very common to um, deprive and then to, binge eat, yeah. go over the top because yeah. you're making up for – you always feel like you're in deprivation Deprived. mode. If they yeah. open up to you about that, you could then say, here's an amazing resource that I've listened to, like a podcast or something that you – a book yeah. or whatever, That that because that's not you telling them how to be. No. That's just a resource that they can listen Help to. You. Yeah, and so that might be another way to approach it as well if, if you want to and if they ask for help. That's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you for your DMs. They were they were really good questions. Great I think questions. they're all things that I think what I love so much about our, our community is so many of these things we all go through, and yeah. there's no bible of no. you know how to feel not like a failure no. and how to navigate relationships and all those things. So. We hope that this ha- – and also, as, as I said, there is no Bible to it. So we are just sharing our No, but you know what was really sweet? So many people in their emails that sent through said stuff like, you two are like the two sisters that I don't have or like it's the kind of advice that That's I nice. – you know, might not get from the friends that I do have or surround myself with. So I think if that's all we, we can do for you guys, if we can just be those people that just literally talks to, to your problem and just vents with you, we're happy to be <laughs> that. <laughs> we do not have to take our advice. No. Your life, you know how to make the, the decision in your life, but we hope it helps yeah. in any way possible. We hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. Yeah. But that is – This is the thing. end. Wonderful Wednesday. Yeah. 
Okay. That's nice. Wonderful Wednesday. Woo. (laughs) Um, We will be back in your ears next week with another. Next week on Wednesday for a wonderful Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like Laura needs to be back in on the podcast room. We need one of those buttons where I just be ejected up. I'll just mute your mute your mic. <laughs> um, so no uh, reminder: next Monday we are dropping low impact yes. masterclasses with Brooke. If you're interested in trying out the Kick program, you can head to our website www.keepercleaner.com or find us on the Apple Google Play Store. We have a seven day free trial which you can enjoy. And yeah, we'll be back in your ears. You can find us on Instagram at keepercleaner at laura.henshaw at Steph Claire Smith. We're also all on TikTok. Oh my goodness! But we don't need to shout. No, I I can't even say that. I was going to say we don't need to shout TikTok, but I've shouted myself out twice. So So you can do it again. Yeah. And Harvey does these balloon videos. One of them's gone like viral. Yeah, I know. Everyone's. I mean, I'm getting. I'm getting called a bad parent on there. Ah, that's the thing with going viral on TikTok. TikTok. No, can I? What's a stranger's opinion? Sorry, I know this is the end, but (laughs) you did a post last night. and it was a TikTok. You'll be able to find it on Seth's. She doesn't post as often as I do, so you'll be able to find it straight away. You were doing a flow and you said, I put my baby to bed. Oh, now yeah. I now can I can kick, kick it. it. And someone wrote, are you kicking your baby? Which obviously is completely inappropriate. We were, absolutely, absolutely not. not. But you, they obviously they interpreted know the it kick wrong. program, yes. which is good because now they have heard of it <laughs> and hopefully they want to try it. But I did think, yeah, kick. We use it all the time because it's our business, but... It did that sound wrong. Did sound wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'll think about that Some next feedback time. for you. No, <laughs> joking. joking. Anyway. Okay, bye, guys. Uh, what's, your, what's, your, what's your TikTok? Steph? Oh, shoot. I don't even know. So I think it's Steph.Claire.Smith. Okay. Steph.Claire.Smith. underscore. I think you might be right. But you're so popular if you just search Steph. No, it's Steph under, underscore Claire underscore Smith. Okay. And then it's Keep It Cleaner Squad. Yes. And then it is... I've got the same as my IG. Laura.Henshaw, you lucky duck. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but wow, also I right. don't have – my Instagram has a dot in it, so. Yeah, there is a dot. Yeah, I know, but as in I'm not that lucky because if I was, I would have my actual name. But that's okay. That is for another time. Anyway. Uh, this is the end. Goodbye. We love you all. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>